0: Welcome to Behind the Audition Podcast with your host, Kurt Hilton. Listen in on interviews with voiceovers, filmmakers, producers, animators, and much more. Kurt, a voice actor himself, will give insider tips to the business, talk with guests about how they got into the business, and be sure to stay tuned to the end of the podcast when he challenges his guests with a pop up audition. Now it's time for Behind the Audition Podcast. Here's Kurt Hilton. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Audition Podcast. I'm super excited you're back, and today, I take you into the world of movie trailers. Now, most of us, when we think of movie trailers, we think of that one voice. In a world. But there's more to it than the voice. It's the production, the team, and the vision that goes into it. And today, I talk to one of the best in the business, Brent Hagel. Brent Hagel is the owner of Trailer Voice Artist. Brent and his team have done work for HBO, Netflix, Lego, and the list goes on. Brent gives tips to those who want to get into the movie trailer business and what it takes to make that movie trailer come alive. So sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Audition Podcast. All right, it's time to welcome to the show the one and only Brent Hagel. How are you doing today? Fantastic, Kurt. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And first of all, how is everything in California right where you guys are at?
1: You know, it's been smoky uh probably the last couple of weeks, but it's died down a bit here so luckily we got a really nice day today.
0: Awesome. I'm glad you guys are doing well. Has the the wildfire has affected business for you guys?
1: Not so much. It's just the air quality is terrible and it's, you know, just there's ash all over all, all the cars and it's it's just the air quality is the worst it's been. I think they said in, you know, 20 years or so.
0: My goodness, my goodness. Well, I, again, thanks for being on the show and I just want to talk about, you know, how you got into the world of voiceover. So if you could just Tell me a little bit how you started and what was your first big gig?
1: Uh, okay, we'll do the express route. Um, always was interested in getting into entertainment somehow. Didn't know if I wanted to be a cameraman or a writer or whatever. Um, became the sound guy in high school and just started lugging out speakers to the, the, um, the quad at lunch and playing music and doing live announcements. That led into live announcements for homecoming and rallies and things like that. Got comfortable behind a mic uh, in front of crowds of people. Uh got a season pass to Universal Studios Hollywood because I was a broke high school kid. Uh, so I drove to Universal Studios a lot, listened to a lot of theme park spiel rides, uh, you know, just kind of listened to all the audio being played at... Uh, Jurassic Park and Waterworld, the live show. I kind of got to absorb the content of of that. And then uh, just kind of tried to find a path getting into voiceover. I didn't really know. There's no like official voice school or anything like that. So I tried to take radio courses and uh, communications courses and things like that in college. Uh, eventually did some uh, radio sports radio broadcasting at UC Berkeley. Uh, did so, to, went to audio school for a little bit. My teacher, my professor told me to drop out because... He's like, dude, you already know what you're doing. Don't take out of all the student loans. Just like go build a studio, go do your thing. And then just a lot of trial and error, man, taking workshops. I did about seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of workshops here in LA, worked with a lot of coaches and it's just, just over time, just, you know, one clue led to another one step led to another. This is not an overnight thing. It's like you do it for life. So I'm still evolving as an artist um, and as a manager and as somebody who is, you know, overall wants people to win in voiceover. So if I can help save someone thousands of dollars, and or, you know, help someone learn something quick and give them that aha moment, you know, um, I try to take that step because I've been there and I've kind of made every mistake along the way.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I watch your work on all the social media platforms. You do amazing. And I love how you actually help other voice actors out there. And you look so calm and patient and you know, you just you you make it feel like you're in the booth with you. I appreciate you doing that for all those voice actors. And I I guess my question is, what what first trailer did you see that made you want to do the voice trailers and you know start your business?
1: Oh man, I'm just a huge fan of trailers. Um, I love, really like the Aliens trailer, I like the Jaws trailer. Um, Percy Rodriguez it, w- it was it was a great nar- narrator. He did uh, that Jaws trailer. Um, I really love the Matrix trailer. Um, I'm a huge fan of, you know, Ashton Smith and Scott Rummel and Howard Parker, and uh, of course Don LaFontaine, um, uh, you know, Al Chalk, um, uh, John Leader, You know, all the all the predecessors that came before me. These are all people that I admire and I look up to. And um, I'm um, I'm kind of the next generation of that. Um, you know, they're they're still holding on to a majority of of the work at this point, just because they haven't yet retired. Uh, but there's, you know, a line forming yeah. behind them of people who have been putting in 20, 30 years of voice acting work to to get to that main stage. I mean, that is the highest echelon of, of I guess you would call it voiceover announcing, uh, acting slash announcing, because it's not really animation, but it's more of, you know, s- cinematic storytelling. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I watch them all. I love them all. I don't think there's a single one. I just, lo- I loved all this uh, Jurassic Park and E.T. all the Steven Spielberg films too. I think those are all great. Anything that's just like, you hear that VO come on, you're like, I have to see this movie. You
0: know? <laughs> and, and you do that. You guys do that with your team. I mean, you are the owner of Trailer Voice Artists, and I, I guess you, your your staff is amazing. You're amazing. And do you, you know, you said Don LaFontaine. Do you think there'll be another Don LaFontaine
1: out there? I I don't. I mean. Yes and no. I mean, I'm trying to embody a lot of the things that that he did. So, you know, he was a great voice artist, right? And he understood storytelling, but he also mentored and took on like essentially a team that would later, you know, uh, he would kind of guide and and share the work with. And a lot of those people are now in their um, late forties, fifties, sixties, and even seventies. So he, he not only, you know, was great at what he did, he kind of tried to build, um, a community of great artists around him. Um, so what I, I really admire that from, from what he did and I'm kind of trying to replicate that in my own life. Um, and you know, he would give to charity and there's just a lot of things about Don that, uh, qualities that I really admire and then trying to take on and emulate in my career. Um, so I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. It does.
0: And when you and your team get together, what what do you guys talk about that makes the perfect movie trailer and was it about movie trailers that that gets you guys excited like when you get when you get in the booth, you know, what gets you guys going about the trailer you're going to voice.
1: Well usually it's um you know watching the first cut being part of you know a, a huge blockbuster uh, film is is always fantastic. Um you know it's really about the grounded cinematic storytelling. There's not going to be very much a VO in actual trailers at this point. They're using actor dialogue to really f- tell the story. Um like in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s they would hire a VO announcer and he would kind of tell you the story. You know, this man, this time, this place. That yeah. sort of <laughs> right uh, n- now it's uh kind of the actors are, are, are giving you a glimpse of the story right they're selling you the world That's so the crazy. vo is going to come in on tv spots critics are calling it the best film in years right so it's yeah. going to be it's going to be uh the tv spots we're doing the hard sells we're doing the uh um uh, nominated for eight academy awards you know the academy award season comes around and they hire an announcer uh but i think it's just the the rush of the audition right there's so many people competing. Um, the rush of um, getting to work with the trailer house, cutting it, getting to work with the studio, putting it together, um, and just getting the getting the call from your agent—you know—just the whole process of it is very exciting because you've have worked very very uh, long years to even get in a position, a market position, great. to be able to get a chance to audition for something. Um, so the whole thing is extremely exciting.
0: And I and I I think you know with a lot of voiceovers out there, listen to this. You know, if if you do watch Brent on LinkedIn or Instagram or any of your team, you just can tell, you know, you do many takes, but you just take your time and you'll see a lot of voiceovers out there just rush into it and you can tell they don't put their 100% with you guys. It feels like the trailers from past as well. So, you know, great job from all your team and yourself as well.
1: Yeah, thanks. I mean... When I'm working with people in workshop, everyone does exactly what you say. You know, coming soon to a theater. No, it's like it's they read really fast. Like it's like they're trying to get through the copy as quick as possible, mostly because of nerves. Right. Um, But if you ever, you know, when you watch a trailer. The voiceover is very slow. It's like you, welcome. You're you're trying to introduce somebody. It's like a video game trailer. Any of these trailers, you're introducing someone to a world. A movie is an experience, right? Yeah. You're introducing someone to the story. And when you're trying to explain something to somebody, you don't talk quickly. And sometimes they'll say, "Look, break it down even like by, by syllable. You know, go so slow. It's it's supposed to feel weird and uncomfortable to read it this slow. But that kind of gives them um, a guideline as to where to start. Yes, obviously, the read will be a bit quicker, um, but go as slow as you possibly can, and then work your way back up. And same with volume-wise. People come in when they're trying to do voice a trailer, and they're trying to do this Don LaFontaine trailer thing. <laughs> you know, and like, I'm like, hey, what if you just backed off the mic? Can okay, just go. get a little closer? I mean, sorry, back off your projection-wise. You know, get, speak softer. Yeah. Uh, and then you couldn't lean in now in a world of heroes and you let you really sell the voice you use your pipes to your advantage you let that microphone work um so yeah i mean it just takes practice and it, it, it takes trusting yourself and your instrument and uh kind of exploring within yourself you know what does my most grounded cinematic voice sound like and you don't need to like pitch up wildly or you know big or pitch down wildly and get super gravelly on it mm-hmm. it just needs to sound it needs to sound like this person is a real um, cinematic storyteller that I can trust. They're a little bit authoritative. It's an authoritative voice, um, but it's still um, kind of someone that has been there before, if that makes sense. And they're, they're, hey, this is what it was like. Let me tell you something, kid. That sort of thing.
0: Absolutely, you know. And I, I take some of your advice. Like when I'll do some auditions um, for promotions, or I'll do auditions for commercials. I'll like have you on the side. You know, like some of your your voice you know, voice promotions you, you show on your on like online. um, Like sometimes they'll go critics agree. Like when you do that voice, I'm like, try slow when you want to do it, slow it down. So are you a hard coach? I mean, I, I can totally see you being like a, a real respectful coach, but is there sometimes you got to be tough on your team?
1: Um, well, I mean, I go through the Dropbox and I'll, and I listen to everything and I'll just, I just call you. I'll kind of be like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, I, you know, vocal quality. Awesome. Uh, and, uh, sound of your studio. Awesome. The read was too fast. Um, this part you, you you missed the turn or you didn't punch what you needed to be punched. Um, but I, I really, I'm trying to fight for everybody. I want everyone to win. I know. And if I can hear it, a producer can hear it. Right. So, right. so when I send out a casting or audition, um, everyone uh, uploads right to the Dropbox and the producers uh, or editor, whoever's working on the piece has access to that Dropbox. So they're seeing in real time, whatever you're uploading. So, uh, because I want them, I don't know what their timeline is. It's, it's always now. So by the time I've gotten the audition or casting out, um, it, it's, I'm already late. Everyone's already late, right? We're, we're scrounging. So sure. I listen to them as they come in. If I have, if I, I'm going to say, Hey, I'm going to leave that file in Dropbox, give me an alt, um, we just did uh, something for HBO and I, some things came in and I'm like, hey, give me, um, and the reads were kind of flat because that's what they asked for in the specs. But I'm like, give me an alt, give me something that's a little more personality driven, a little bigger than you expect. Uh, but I, I really try to predict maybe what um, is intriguing to listen to. Mm-hmm. And also I try to have, have everyone cover all the different uh, read styles that an editor would use for the piece. Um, you know, and sometimes it'll just be a wild piece where we get no first cut, we get no music or anything. It's just basically block letters on the page. So we're kind of, you know, taking a stab in the dark. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you have somebody, your agent or manager, whoever it is that can, you know, they're, they're all very busy, of course. But if they can take the time just to give a quick listen and see if you're on target, it's extremely helpful. I know the talent appreciates the direction and the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also know that they're getting listened to and heard. Um, So I I think that's important, you know, just from an ego standpoint, like, okay, listen, you heard, thank you so much for taking the time, you know?
0: Absolutely. And for for one who wants to get into the world of voiceover or create movie trailers, what's one helpful tip you would give to that person just starting fresh?
1: Just just read a lot. (laughs) Just read a lot. I mean, watch every trailer that comes out, know the name of every trailer house making trailers, know what trailers are being cut by which houses know which houses have relationships with which studios uh watch go on youtube and watch the um the trailers weekly a lot of channels on youtube will make like a a weekly uh kind of montage of the trailers that came out that week or even month watch every single one watch them all and um also, you can go on YouTube and type in not just so and so trailer, but type in because they're not using VO as much, right? Absolutely. So, if you want to learn how to do VO, you need to type in the name of the movie and then behind it TV spot because the TV spots are where they're, where they're casting VO for. Absolutely. And, and essentially, and those would be similar to radio spots. Radio spots are still hiring announcers.
0: You know, and, and as a, a voice actor myself, I still am trying to balance work life. Um, I can imagine with you, you have a whole team, um, and you're a voice actor yourself. How do you work the work-life balance?
1: I don't. (laughs) I'm always always on. I I mean, I work, I mean, because my job is to provide opportunities for artists, right? And my job is to service my own personal clients. So, my wife just has to be understanding, and, and she is, because that, that's my life. So if I have an opportunity where I have some dead space, then I will spend it with my children, and I will eat dinner or we'll go to the park real quick or, or something. But I try to stay within you know, 15, 20 minutes of my home. Uh, if I do have to go somewhere, I'll bring a mobile rig. Uh, but I also need, if a casting comes in, I need to be able to whip out my iPhone, and say, hey, honey, I need to set up this Dropbox for this client um, and send, send this out real quick. Um, You know, if it's a female casting or if it's uh, um, something that um, my specs don't apply to, I still need to provide this opportunity to everyone else. Um, So, yeah, I mean, she's just she's understanding that this is my business, you know, and I don't want to do this for 60 years. I want to do it. I want to have a great career. And then when I get to a certain point, I'm going to I want to retire and get out. Like that way I can kind of give the golden handcuffs back. You know, it's a great job. I mean, I, I used to work 12 hours a day in a kitchen, so I'm extremely appreciative of this job.
0: Absolutely. Well, so, but well said. If if you weren't doing uh, voiceover work now, what do you think you'd be doing?
1: I would be in a kitchen. I would be. <laughs> uh, I was a, I was an executive chef before this. So. Um, oh, nice. And uh, and I I do have um something to say about that because the process of being a chef and the process of being a voice artist are very similar, right? You're taking something raw, some ingredients, and you're creating something with it right and so with vo you're taking raw emotions you're taking attitudes you're taking voice and you're building a finished product with with your voice so uh, they're both very creative and they do have their similarities um, if your brain kind of works like that if that makes sense and you know you're taking the music you're taking the script you're taking uh your cadences and your tones and you're and you're building kind of something to serve to somebody
0: absolutely i'm a big foodie so i gotta ask you, if i come over for dinner What's your best dish that
1: you're going to cook? Oh, man. Um, I can have cooked pretty much everything. Um, What's your favorite dish? How about that? Favorite, <laughs> favorite, you know, I just like to barbecue because it's easy. I like to take a tri-tip and stuff it full of garlic, um, just cut a bunch of slits in it and stuff it full of garlic, and, and then season the outside and cook it low and slow. Okay. And, then uh you know i actually i'll take corn and I'll throw the whole corn on with the husk and everything and just let the corn char up oh, nice. uh, i like to do some tomatillos and some jalapeno um for like a salsa verde too for like uh, on the side maybe wild rice and um you know maybe a, maybe a starter salad or something but i i'm from the aspect of kind of having like appetizers uh first course you know i'm i'm used to that world of having like a full meal where it's not just like one plate it's like an evening of eating things
0: that's awesome i'm from st louis originally so i gotta ask you you said barbecue and i live in north carolina now um what do you like better midwest barbecue
1: or southern barbecue oh on the spot um what would kansas city be considered
0: so i gotta say it correctly it's ketchup you know we, we some people in missouri say ketchup but it's ketchup it's a ketchup base and the southern base is like a vinegar base
1: Oh, yeah. Mm, I'm going to go with the ketchup base. I like a little sweetness.
0: Nice. Sandlot-style ribs. Can't go wrong. Can't go it, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's time for the audition challenge. You ready? Sure. All right. So I'm going to give you this line, and you can choose a voice of, let's say, your favorite impression, uh, cartoon character, or this, basically any, any trailer voice you've used. How about that? And you Sounds read, good. And you read this line, and the line is, I, I use one of your ones you use a lot you do so well. Critics agree. The new Caramel loca Doca Choka Skim Milk No-Drip Latte is one to choose. Coming soon. <laughs>
1: coming soon okay <laughs> that's like a fancy starbucks order uh, oh
0: I, I do i mess with them at uh,
1: starbucks so yeah can i have a mocha choca uh, yeah 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 all right let's see let's give it a shot uh okay. so i can even get the words right in the first one critics critics agree the new caramel loco doka choka skim milk no drip latte is the one to cheer us coming soon
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> isn't that awesome I, I love doing that with the guests i think it's something fun and uh you did an amazing job before we go, talk about your company, Trailer Voice Artists. Where can we where can we see them, and where can we hear them? I, I think I just heard you doing a Netflix uh, trailer. Was that right?
1: Yeah, I did. I've done a few for them. Um, they are a great um, creative team. Um, went to visit them a couple times here in um, in um, Hollywood. Um, and they, they they have an in-house team going. Sometimes they have to outsource to, you know, Trailer Park or some of the other organizations, um, but they do cut stuff in-house as well. Uh, trailer voice artists, trailer voice is a collection of, uh, top voice talent. Um, the, uh, you know, I think they're, I'm huge fans of each one of them. Um, we, we voice, uh, the golden trailer awards and we work for companies like, uh, Netflix and trailer park and, um, HBO and some, uh, major, uh, uh, brand brands. Uh, we just did some stuff with Lego and, um, 3M and Lexus and Spotify and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the whole premise of it is to, um, market ourselves to, uh, the trailer houses, of course, and networks and, uh, advertising agencies. So, um, I am a, uh, a manager, so I am there to help talent with uh, demos, with marketing, with uh, presentation, with creating opportunities. All union jobs are routed back through their agent, so their agent is a vital part of the process. Um, I am just kind of there to c- continue to promote and expose these artists um, to buyers on uh, social media, LinkedIn, things like that, to just create awareness for them. Um, I found that that was kind of lacking when I was, um, you know, coming up and trying to gain exposure. Although I had um, very great representation, I found that um, I didn't really have any sort of uh, marketing. Um, there was no real marketing thing to kind of get new artists out there or, or maybe veteran artists that have done a lot of work in the past. But, you know, new creatives come in and kind of those, art, those artists um, that have done really well kind of get lost. So reintroduce them to the market um, is, is the idea. So, you know, um, I have, I try to keep it very small. I, I can't I'm not a talent agency. I'm not a massive talent agency with, you know, three, 400 people. I try to say, Hey, if the project comes in, I have three or four people for you choose from these three or four. Like they're, nice. these, these are your choices. Not like here's a Dropbox with, you know, 75 <laughs> voices go in there and take a look around. Absolutely. Um, and you know, I think it's important to have a personal relationship with someone who's marketing you or representing you too, because then they can know what you do. Like, you know, hey, I have this one artist; she does this really cool flat read with a little bit of a lift, and and I can really sell sell the person and describe their skills. Um, and it would just be impossible if you're if you were working at a large talent agency. That's why large talent agencies have five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight agents because they need all that all those agents to meet that many talent and to understand what that many talent can do. Um, so, well, you know, I do get a lot of people sending me um, uh, demos and emails and things like that. And uh, it's nothing personal, but I just, I, I have to keep my focus on the people that have been with me since the beginning, the people that I know really well and the people that I can help sell the best. It's in their best interest and my best interest.
0: I agree. I think that's great. And if, if somebody out there listening wants to hire you or one of the team, how could they do that?
1: I can go to the website trailer dot com, and uh, take a look at the talent on there. There's plenty of demos shop around. So we do uh, trailers, obviously uh, promos, narration, and commercials. Uh, we, uh, the artists on there, they do do some animation. Some of them are um, also animation artists, but that's not something that I know. I, I know a lot about. So I don't, I say, Hey, go to their agent for that stuff. Um, you know, cause I don't really, that's not my world. I'm, I didn't, want to be the voice of Bugs Bunny I want it to be the movie trailer voice right so my uh, expertise is in that area but yeah just go to the website drop us an email send us a script Um, no job too small no job too big we're here to find somebody to make it work for you
0: absolutely and Brent thank you so much for taking the time today I know you have a busy schedule and it means a lot for you to take some time to speak with me today and uh, please stay safe out there in California Um, and just thank you for being on the show you're awesome thank you Kurt I appreciate it man Absolutely. Thanks for listening in on Behind the Audition podcast, made possible by Hilton Productions. If you need a male or female voiceover, contact us at HiltonProductions.com. Hilton Productions, let our voices do the selling.